Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of The Layover. I'm your host, Nick Julia, and we're going to be exploring throughout the month of May the theme of home. Every week, there will be a new storyteller letting us into their world for a bit and telling us what home means to them. We are still accepting submissions for May at thelayover.com submit, and the deadline for the week is every Sunday at midnight. I hopped on and will occasionally do guest episodes as well, so I had to write something for this theme since we are literally all at home and I've been doing a lot of reflecting recently. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode that I had a lot of fun writing for May's theme. It's called Julia's House. What could I have possibly done for both of them to be in front of me right now? These two were literally divide and conquer in the flesh. Usually my mom would handle all social issues, sleepover boys, bake sales, and my dad would tackle discipline affirmations and grades. I mean, really the one thing they'd mutually yell at any of us kids about was sports, and that's only if you were bad benched or not scoring. But today we weren't on a soccer field, we were in my room. So what could I, 10-year-old Neka, have done to deserve this unknown judgment before a jury of my makers? Did they find out I forged that signature on Mrs. Key's homework packet? Man, I knew she was a snitch. No, it's Saturday morning, and parent-teacher conferences aren't for another two weeks, so that can't be it. Plus, I've gotten pretty damn good. Like CIA good. It looks exactly like my mom's handwriting. One day, I'll have to tell her she needs a better signature. But today is not that day. As many of you know, there are absolutely no locks on the bedroom doors of immigrant children. And if you're lucky, instead of someone just barging in on your five minutes of fifth grade peace, you'll get a courteous two taps just to see if you're dressed. Nana, you in there? My mom yelled. I pushed off my covers and threw my brother's Game Boy under the bed. Yes, come in, I said, expecting my mom to, just like she did every day, poke her head in the room, spot several anthills of dirty laundry, tell me I need to clean up in a mixed tone of fatigue and disgust, then be on her way. I knew it was serious when the door opened and my dad appeared. Both of my parents filed in the room, frowning. I scooched to the edge of the bed, loosely folded my arms, and made direct eye contact with my feet, as if they'd give me the answers. Your mother and I have been talking, my dad started. Oh shit, this is bad, I thought. Talking about me? What about your other daughter? She'd been writing weird love notes and stealing your wife's lipstick for years, but no one seems to want to call a family meeting about that. I should start sneezing or coughing, pretend I'm sick to get some sympathy, I don't know. And they're both still standing. Why are they still standing? Should I stand? Your mother and I have been talking, and you can't go to Julia's house for a sleepover tonight. You need to call her and tell her you can't go, or your mother can touch base with Mrs. Stevenson and let her know for you. What? No, I cried. Why? We were supposed to have a pool party tonight. Everyone's going. You just said yes yesterday. I shot a desperate look at my mom. Mom, you said yes, remember? Why would I not be able to go tonight? Unmoved by my pleas and whimpers, my mom placed one hand on her hip while the other one danced as she spoke, adding sharp, colorful emphasis. How many times has Julia been to our house, Nana? Count, how many times? I paused my sniffling, searching the ceiling for an answer. I I don't know, but she has been to our house. Now count, my mom proceeded. How many times have you been to Julia for sleepover thing you guys do? How many times? Before I could answer, both of her hands were already counting for me. This weekend, last weekend, the weekend before, she continued. 
Do I need to count more for you? Yeah, I guess I'd been to Julia's a lot. But so what? What was the big deal? Julia's place was huge. She had a pool, a sauna, more rooms, toys, and snacks than anyone could ever count. I'm talking about a whole pantry dedicated to snacks. And not the off-brand stuff my mom buys, the real fruit roll-ups, gushers, dunkaroos, nerd ropes. There was a freaking concession stand in her kitchen. She had a whole twin bed dedicated to someone sleeping there for a sleepover. Not to mention, she had a lock on her door. We could prank call in peace. The next time you want to hang with your friends, they'll have to come to our house. My dad interjected. Your mother and I won't tolerate you being embarrassed about where you live or what you have. Are you embarrassed about your home, Nana? My mom asked, disappointment swelling in her voice. No, I'm not, I sobbed. I just, I just wanted to go tonight because everyone's going and I already said yes and our place doesn't have the pool for swimming and that's what we're going to do tonight and eat pizza and Mrs. Stevenson said she was baking a cake, a funfetti cake with the spring. Nah, until you stop being ashamed of where you're from, there will be no sleepovers. Your friends can come here from now on. They filed out of my room, still frowning, leaving me alone to reflect on why I preferred Julia's and Hannah's and Carrie's house over my own. Granted, it still took me a while to grasp the lesson. The jury had spoken, and the sentence to a fifth grader eager to fit in was social suicide. Hours later, I trudged downstairs and hovered over the house phone. Reluctantly, I dialed Julia's number, letting out three deep sighs as I waited. Hello? Hi, Mrs. Stevenson. It's Naka calling. Is Julia home? Naka, hi, honey, she responded. Let me go get her for you. Hey, Nate, Julie answered. What's up? Are you still coming later? Hey, Jules. Um, that's what I was calling about. I can't come today. What? No way. I thought your mom said yes. Yeah, we have some stuff to do around the house today. I really wish I could be there, though. Aw, dang. That's fine. Think you can come over next weekend? She asked. I paused for what seemed like forever before answering. My mom's fingers flashed before my eyes, counting over and over and over how many times I'd already been to Julia's. Uh, what do you think about coming over my house next Friday instead? I asked nervously. Next Friday? Sure, I'll let my mom know. Can't wait. All right, uh, I gotta go. Like, some people are getting here. See you at school on Monday? I placed the phone down and looked around. No pantry of snacks, pool, twin bed, flat screen, and damn sure, no locks. But I had to make this work. Next Friday came and I opened the door for Julia and two other friends. They ran into the living room, took off their sneakers, and hung their backpacks. If you guys are hungry, my mom made some fried noodles, I said, leading them into the kitchen. There was no fancy marble island or pristine set of silverware, but I grabbed a mismatched set and scooped a sizable heap of stringy salty goodness into everyone's bowl. Our TV was fried, so we went outside, skipping rocks and racing around the backyard for hours. There was no twin bed, so we made a fort. Stacks of comforters and sheets turned into one gigantic pillow. We stayed up all night telling scary stories and giggling till our stomachs hurt. I remember saying goodbye to all of them the following day when their moms came to pick them up. I had a cheesy, tingly feeling about that Friday. Not because my house was cool or that I'd gained their acceptance. The feeling was birthed from the fact that I had fun. In my home, with them and without them. Now that I'm older, I wholeheartedly understand that it takes much more than money or material things to satisfy that thing inside us 
that wants to feel loved, accepted, and full in the places we take off our lives and rest. I was taught that day, and many days after that, that above all things, it takes love, joy, and laughter to truly make a house a home. Thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode of The Layover. This is like a dream, hearing your voices day in and day out, week in and week out, and having it serve as a connector during these times, because there are much more things that unite us than differentiate us, and I hope that The Layover can serve as that bridge today and beyond. You can subscribe at thelayover.com to get it first in your inbox. And you can submit a story still for the month of May at thelayover.com slash submit. We can't wait to hear your voices. They've been some incredible submissions so far. Keep them coming. Stick around for episode two.